Welcome to Renewed by the Word with Pastor Edwin from Redeemer Church, Miami. We are glad you can join us today. Please grab your Bibles as we walk through the Word of God together this morning. And so we close from the room to the people to a word. This is one of my favorite phrases in all of Scripture, church. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Isn't it sad that we have a generation of young people who see no future? They can't see farther than their video games. They can't see farther than their iPhones. Young people are supposed to have visions of greatness, not just for their lives, but for God. Your old men will dream dreams. Have your dreams died, old people in here? Have your dreams died? Have you given up? Are you just kind of treading water, kind of like almost like on the bicycle, cycling, you know, kind of in place, like if you were at the gym, just kind of saying, you're not going anywhere. You know, it seems really high on the miles per hour thing, but you're just in the same place. Allow God to give you dreams. Again, even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. In other words, you will have something to say. No one's asking you to be a prophet. He's asking you to share his testimony. So, church, here's how we finish this up. God gave Israel a very easy way of understanding history. And I want to present it to you this morning. Because this text will make a lot of sense. And again, we're just setting the table today for the next four or five parts of this series. So I'm just giving you some of the basics, the core that we're going to build on top of. Here is the way that God gave Israel a view of history. And I think this might help you as well. There is the present age. We'll kind of go like this. The present age which began with Adam and Eve and continues to rumble forward. It is broken, which is obvious. It is decaying, that's obvious. It is sinful, that's obvious. Uh, there's wars and there's jealousy and there's hurting of other people. Now, then there's the day of the Lord, which he mentions here. He says, before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. Then there's the day of the Lord, which is going to stop the whole thing. Just cold, like a car hitting a wall, okay? Now, the day of the Lord is when Jesus Christ returns. But here's what you need to understand. The present age, the moment that there is a cross, which has already happened, the moment that there's an empty tomb, which has already happened, the moment that the Messiah appears again to prepare his followers, to birth the church, the new people of God, and then this day, this first Pentecost day church, when the Spirit is poured out, that was the last marker. That was the last clue that now the end has begun. So some of you I mean, have asked me, and I know that there's a lot, of people, a lot of people out there saying, oh, it's the end of the world, it's the end of the world. Listen, the end of the world began the moment the Pentecost happened. It's just a countdown now. It's just kind of been flipping and flipping and getting closer and closer and closer until we intersect the day that Jesus returns. So the moment that the Spirit was poured out, that was the last little piece of the puzzle that everything now is rumbling and tumbling and stumbling towards Jesus Christ who is approaching us Kind of like the headlights that keep growing bigger and bigger, coming at us. We're going towards him, and he's coming at us. The day of the Lord will meet us. The end began on this beautiful, glorious day. The beginning of the church, slowly the end of history. And then on the other side, the new age to come. And one of the clues about the end coming and Jesus getting closer is that there is a knowledge of God all over the earth. Haven't you noticed how many people just hate Christianity? Haven't you noticed how many people cannot stand the name of Jesus? What does that tell you? The name of God, the name of Christ is now worldwide. 
So slowly the rumblings and, and, and of the end are getting closer because that was one of the things that would happen. But church, right here, right here in this little piece, right before we hit the day of the Lord, right there, he says here at the end, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the moment of opportunity. It's now. There will not be another moment after that day. On the other side of that day is the age to come, the new Jerusalem that comes down that we will inhabit. We're not going to be little angels playing harps, bouncing on cloud to cloud. It's going to be a city. Earth is going to be renewed, and God will be at its center. We start in a garden, we end at a city. There are no little clouds and little angels playing harps. Can we just knock that out, please? That's not biblical. But, on the, but to that day, this is the moment to respond. So church, I say to you, if you have someone in your life who needs Jesus, give them Jesus. Let them get mad at you for a couple of weeks. That's okay. But plant a seed in their heart. Plant a seed in their heart. Let them know how much God loves them. Let them know how much Jesus cares that he would die for them. And then just like Peter, stand up. It's your turn now to talk about Jesus and share. There are two great promises that begin to bring people together that we'll close with. You see, there's something very interesting about Pentecost. It's, and I've said this for the last couple of weeks, it's beautiful how the Bible does this. The Bible loves to do bookends. It shows you something over here and then it wraps it up on the other end. For those of you who remember, maybe you remember from your Sunday school days when you were a little kid or just maybe grandma or mom telling you the story, the Tower of Babel. Do we remember the Tower of Babel? Humanity wanted to look God in the eye. So they started to just put together a little Lego tower and we're just going to be big enough and we're going to look you in the eye. God scatters them, sends everybody back to their corner like little children. No, kids, you're not going to do that. Different languages. So people are scattered. Isn't it interesting that when Jesus is preached by Peter for the first time, people from all over that map come together as one. They become a church. So the Tower of Babel is being undone and being restored into now the church. And it's the word of God preached. It's the word, the name of Jesus that brings people back together again. After Peter finishes his sermon, which we're going to look at in depth in the next couple of weeks, 3,000 people from that huge map say yes. And then there's about 2,000 after that. And in the span of two or three chapters of scriptures, this church is now upwards of 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15,000 people responding, God bringing people back together again. Because he stepped down to look us in the eye in Jesus. Not that we would ever be able to build a tower to look him in the eye. The other way around. And the two promises that I leave you with today. If you would say yes to Jesus, now at the outpouring of the Spirit, because this is the age of the Spirit. That's the age that we're living in, of the Holy Spirit. Guide and leader of the church. Ezekiel 36 says, I will put my Spirit in you. You call upon Jesus, and you will be Spirit-filled if you just pull back the flap of the container and let him pour it in. Church, release and allow God to lead. And then Jeremiah uh, 31, which says, I will put my law in their minds, but I will write it on their hearts. It's, it's frustrating to me. I won't say sad. It's frustrating to me to see young people who love the whole tattoo thing. Hey, look, if you want anything tattooed on you, why don't you tattoo God's word on your heart and bring real change to your life? Because something you put on the skin, people look at it and then dismiss it. But something that you write on your heart of hearts changes the way that you function, changes the way you live, changes your purpose and your destiny, and truly brings a change to you and to others. So why don't we allow those two promises to be fulfilled in us today? 
allowing God, as it says in Ezekiel 36, to put my spirit in you, pour it in completely, Lord, I want to be different, just like this man. And Jeremiah 31, write your law on my heart, that with every heartbeat, I would keep your will and I would keep your way and bring others closer to you because of it. And that is what happens, church, on this very first Pentecost Sunday when the Holy Spirit is poured out. And we'll dig deeper into it in the next few weeks. Can we say amen to the Spirit's work in our lives? Let's pray together, church. Heavenly Father, we thank you that when we open our lives and our hearts and our minds and our souls, you pour the Spirit in and bring true and lasting change. Thank you that the gospel of Christ brings unity. It should not bring division. Use us to be peacemakers, to be the ones who bring people together by your word and by the name of Jesus Christ, like Peter did on that day. Help us to realize that this is the moment of opportunity. This is the moment of change. There will not be another. And I pray that you would use us as instruments, that we would stand up and raise our voices and speak into the life of another who so desperately needs to hear it, like this crowd, confused, bewildered, amazed. Thank you that the gospel continues to ruffle feathers. Thank you that it continues to make people uncomfortable. It means they're paying attention. But Father, I pray that you would use us as instruments, humble instruments, to just let someone know that Jesus died for them and their life can be different. And God, you made them for so much more that they would find their destiny and their purpose in you and not limp through life any longer. Thank you for this first Pentecost day that we looked at here. I pray that every day would be Pentecost Sunday in our lives, that we would ask to be filled profoundly and deeply by the Holy Spirit, that we would be changed and that we would bring change and that we would bring life to those who desperately need it, power to those who desperately need it, a word of hope and of love to those who desperately need it. Use us, God, in the same way you used Peter and these disciples on that day. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for Jesus. In his precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, church, once again, thank you for being with us. For those of you online, thank you for joining us. This is the moment in our service where we collect our tithes and our offerings. Uh, in just a moment, you'll see behind me and at, in your screens at home the text to give. If you want to give in that fashion, you can feel free to do that. For those of you here in the church, if you want to go ahead and give your physical offering on either side of our stage, you can feel free to do that as well. And uh, if you're visiting with us and you would love to stay in touch with our church, please fill out a communication card. There should be some at the end of the pews. Drop those in the little plastic box in the lobby and we will send you our weekly newsletter. It goes out just, just once a week, bring you up to speed on everything in the life of our church. Having said that, we will now collect the morning offering.
beautiful moment in the life of our church today. I want to ask Joy and Vicky to bring little Owen forward and the family as well. If we have grandparents out there, uh, any primos or tios, you can feel free to come forward. And I know that we have some uh, godparents out there, Nelson and Angelina. If we could have them come forward, please. Good morning. Good to see you. Okay. Just so you guys can make like a little U right behind the baptismal. Front. We'll have grandparents kind of stand on that edge. Joy and Vicky, you can be in the center right behind the font. Oh, hi. Hi. Oh, you, you have a little one. <laughs> you brought one. Brought someone with you. Yes. Yeah. Come on forward. Thank you. You guys can be right over here. Yeah, there you go. Uh, church, um, it goes without saying uh, that the Casanya family uh, means a lot to our church and obviously to myself. And uh, to Joey and Vicky, I just want to say thank you uh, for giving me the privilege uh, to baptize uh, yet another one of, of your little ones. And, uh, and to me, it's a privilege. And it's incredible that she's that big already. And we were, it just feels like we were here not too long ago, right, not too long ago. Um, children are a gift, which you already know, which you already know. And before I read this statement of, of faith for our church and for ourselves and ask you the questions, um, I remind you uh, that Owen is on loan, right? He belongs to the Lord. And um, Joy and Vicky. Don't raise your children just to be another set of kids passing through. A good lawyer, maybe a good architect, maybe another firefighter, you know, a therapist, a counselor, a teacher. Um, raise them to do those things. Raise them well. But raise them to make an impact for Jesus Christ. That their lives would resonate and echo. Yeah. See, he's excited. Maybe he's a preacher. Who knows? Maybe. But nonetheless, Joy and Vicky raised them to make an impact for Jesus in their lifetime here. And we ask the family uh, to support Joy and Vicky in that, in as they seek that out, uh, to, to bring them to a place of having an impact. And again, I remind you, uh, he's on loan from God. The Bible loves to use this word of stewardship. God's asked us to be a good steward, a good caretaker of our resources, of our lives, but especially of our children. And so Joy and Vicky, be good stewards of your kids. You know, don't only give them everything that they need or that they want, that they cry for, uh, but give them Jesus. Make sure they understand their Savior. Make sure they understand one day, when they finally say yes to Jesus with their own lips, what happened here on that day. Because that's when this promise will be fulfilled and come true and explode into their lives. So this morning I encourage you, but I also challenge you, uh, to raise them to just be more than just another citizen passing through. We have too many parents just giving their kids what they want and what they need and not thinking about the larger, about the age to come, right? And I believe that both your children uh, can be used by God as instruments of salvation for many. I really believe they can. And it will all start with you both and also with this beautiful family we have here today. So church, let me share with you these words of, uh, as we enter into our ceremony this morning for the sacrament of holy baptism. Brothers and sisters in Christ, our baptism is a sign and seal of our cleansing from sin and of our being grafted into Christ. Through the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Christ, the power of sin was broken. And God's kingdom entered into our world by water and the Holy Spirit. We are made members of the church, the body of Christ, and joined to Christ's ministry of love, peace, and justice. Let us remember and rejoice in our own baptism as we celebrate this sacrament today. And I remind you of these words of Jesus Christ. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I have commanded you, and I am with you always to the end of the age. Um, on, on baptism Sundays, I always love to start with the godparents. 
So for both the godparents, what I say to you is help Joey and Vicky raise these two kids, and especially Owen, which you're more, will be more connected to, uh, in the ways of the Lord. Our society loves to see godparents as the people who get the party ready, the birthday party ready, who bring the biggest gifts, right, who bless the kid with the nicest stuff. Uh, don't waste your time doing that. If you're going to invest, invest in them getting to know Jesus Christ. Invest in them growing in the ways of the Lord. Gifts are gifts. Eventually they get given away or tossed or broken, right? To, to, but allow Owen to see Jesus through your efforts as you partner with both Joey and Vicky uh, to bring them closer to Christ. Uh, use your time wisely in that way. Use your resources wisely. Uh, make sure you bring the biggest presents because that's always going to be on you. But, but your main task is really to, um, to bring him closer to the Lord. Church, our task, because they have come before us today, is to partner with Joy and Vicky uh, in raising Owen. I know you guys are moving a little bit far away, uh, but I'm still going to hold you to coming back, right, to visit the family here in Miami. Maybe one or two Sundays a month. We want you down here because we want to help you raise your children in the ways of the Lord. That's the pact that we make with you on this beautiful Sunday. So having said that, uh, Nelson and Yanelli, do you promise through prayer and your example to support and encourage Owen to be a faithful Christian? If so, please say, I do. And do you promise through prayer and example to help Joy and Vicky in raising Owen to be a faithful Christian? If so, please say, I do. I do. And Joy and Vicky, with your intention to baptize young Owen today, will you rely on God's grace? And do you promise to live the Christian faith and to teach that faith to your child faithfully? If so, please say, we will. Oh, awesome. Let me put this down here. Let's see how Owen does with Pastor, because I haven't got a chance to carry him yet. Hey, big guy, how are you? You keep chewing on that hand and we'll be okay. Yes, yes. A beautiful moment. Uh, family, I'll ask you to come. You can make a little circle. It's okay if they can see or not see. It's okay. This moment is for you all. This moment is for you all. Owen Joseph Casañas, as you stare at your dad over there. <laughs> we baptize you today in the name of the Father. We baptize you in the name of the Son. And we baptize you in the name of the Holy Spirit. You are now part of God's promises, part of his great covenant of faith. And one day we pray that you will confess with your own lips that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. And then this moment, Owen, is going to explode in your life, my friend. And you are going to be a wonderful disciple of Jesus. And you're going to make a big impact for his kingdom. And that is our prayer for you today, my friend. Family, let's pray together. Let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you for young Owen. We thank you for this beautiful family who's here with us. We thank you for this young life which is being set apart for you. Now, Lord, he is part of your promises. He is part of your great covenant. And we will wait and we will work for that day that he would confess Jesus with his own lips and in his heart. And on that day, this moment will come alive for him. We thank you that Joey and Vicky are taking this step to give him back to you and to say, you first, Jesus. You first, God. Thank you for the gift of allowing us to be stewards of this young little life. So, Heavenly Father, we lift up this entire family to you. We lift up Owen to you. We lift up Joy and Vicky, that you would guide them and give them much wisdom and encouragement in the tough times and in the good times of raising little ones. But, Heavenly Father, that they would always point their children towards you. And once again, that they would raise them to just be more than just passing through, but that they would be kingdom people having a kingdom impact because Jesus resides in their hearts. We pray this over this family. We pray this over this young one. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Renewed by the Word. Our desire and hope is that your time in the Word with Pastor Edwin will continue God's renewal in your entire person and life. For more information about Redeemer Church Miami and Pastor Edwin, visit their website, RedeemerChurchMiami.org. That's RedeemerChurchMiami.org. May God bless you richly, and we look forward to being with you next week.